So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having an amazing day, and I promise your day will get just a little bit better. Uh, We are talking about a pretty dicey subject today. We're talking about the link between eternity and sexual immorality, and this is a very charged subject. I am going to do my best to keep it relatively mild, if I can put it that way. I'm not going to try to try to be too bold and brash, but I do think these are important discussion points, things that we need to think about in the scope of porn addiction, sexual integrity, and pretty much everything in between. Now, really quick before I do that, if you've gotten any value from the podcast, one thing I would really appreciate is you leaving a rating or review on your platform. That just signals to other people who are looking for great content that they might be able to find that here. And you and I both know there's millions of men out there struggling and most of them do not have anything. They don't have anywhere to go. And so this is really a chance for um, for you guys to signal to them, hey, there's some valuable stuff here. And if you listen to this, you might get some benefits that I have as well. So that would mean the world to me. And in the meantime, so many of you continue to leave ratings and reviews. I cannot thank you enough. I'm, I'm blown away by, um, by them and just by the level of support we've gotten from you guys. We're right around the two-year mark of this podcast. And if you can believe it, we are at 275K downloads uh, quickly growing. You guys have been spreading the word and it has meant a lot. And I'm just super, super grateful. And actually, I just pulled this up while we were talking. Uh, we got 86 ratings on iTunes, which is pretty cool. 100 ratings is kind of like the benchmark. So that's pretty cool. We're just 14 away. So if you want to help us hit that, hey, that's really cool. And thank you guys in advance. Today's episode is uh, a very interesting one. We're going to dig into is porn a salvation issue? And I want to. I'm going to talk about some scriptures. I would not consider this to be particularly comprehensive. And the main reason for that is, number one, I am not a theologian and I don't claim to be. Um, But number two, and and probably more importantly, is that uh, there's a lot of, of nuance and finesse that's required to really tackle this subject and, and communicate it with clarity and cohesion. And I just don't think I can do that in a 10 to 15 minute episode. So my goal today is to give you guys some things to think about. And uh, I'm not, I don't want to fear monger like if you like turn or burn, you know, like either you get free of porn or you go to hell. Like I, I, I'm not really going to come from that angle. I'm also not really of the opinion like, Hey, God loves you anyway. And you know, maybe this is just your thorn in the flesh. Uh, I'm going to try to toe a little bit of a middle ground that hopefully gives us a, a well-rounded perspective of, of the severity of sexual immorality and also the goodness of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. So that is my goal, and I'm going to try to do that in 10 minutes or less. And my goodness, let's wish me some serious luck here to see if I can pull that off. Uh, let's, let's just start with the basics. We know that sexual immorality is a sin, 
and that sin is incredibly offensive to a holy God. God is holy in his in his truest and purest form. If if um you know if you were to really distill down if 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 God still had veins if he was still in human flesh, and and you cut the vein it would bleed holiness. Sure, God is love, and sure there's the fruit of the spirit, and sure there's he's rich in love and slow to anger. But the the actual essence of of God is his holiness. Is that he is set apart. There is none like him, and he is without stain, without blemish, without sin. It's hard to understand maybe why sin would be so offensive to a holy God unless you yourself were perfectly holy, which obviously none of us are. And I think sometimes people are like, why does Jesus care so much about this sin thing? Didn't he die for it? Whatever, whatever. Like, why is it such a big deal? The reason it's such a big deal is because God is holy. If God was imperfect and unholy, then sin would still be a problem because sin sin has consequences, but but it wouldn't it wouldn't affect God the same way because he as well would be with sin. But when you are perfect and you are sinless, you cannot you cannot tolerate any less. You know, if you were Michael Jordan and you want to go play pickup ball, you couldn't actually competitively play with a, a high schooler who's, you know, in his freshman year. It it just it wouldn't work because because they're on completely different playing fields. And if if Michael Jordan was playing in a game with a, a, a team of, you know, grade nine, grade ten kind of students, and he was he was expecting to play at an NBA level, well, he'd be sorely disappointed. Now, in that situation, you can adjust your standards or your expectations. But when it comes to sin, you cannot. The the matters of of what is sin and what isn't, there, there's no adjustment. And because there's no adjustment, the expectation always stays the same. God is uncompromising in that arena. Now, I don't know about you, but I hear that message and I get pretty tense because I have a proclivity to perfectionism. So I kind of hear that and I go, oh my gosh, pressure's on, got to be perfect, got to know all the ins and outs of scripture. And, And what happens when I'm in this mindset is I read scripture and I basically look to evaluate, am I living by scripture or am I not? That's like pretty much all I care about. It's really bad and it's not a good way to live. So what what counterbalances this is the mercy and the grace of God. Okay, two very important subjects that are often used mistakenly interchangeably. They are not actually interchangeable. They are separate, although I suppose you could say that they are complementary, but they're not the same. Mercy is when you are pardoned for consequence of sin. So if you commit a sin and Jesus says to you, um, uh, like he who is without sin cast the first stone. Nobody cast their stone. Neither do I go and sin no more. That the 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 neither do I cast my stone. That is mercy, because technically there should be punishment for the sin, which is that you know again referencing now the story in John eight, is that the person would be stoned. A woman who is caught in adultery should be stoned. That was that was law, okay? That's the reference there. I don't think that. Just to be super clear and make sure that this doesn't get clipped into something that goes viral. Okay, I don't actually think that, but that was that was the law. Okay, so Jesus' first statement is, neither do I condemn you, neither do I, you know, cast my stone at you. That is the absence of consequences, the absence of punishment. That is mercy. Then Jesus says, go on and sin no more. That is grace. Mercy is 
is pardoning consequence. Grace is divine enablement to live without sin. So mercy is the thing that that kind of works. Um, you could almost say retroactively, it, it 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 nullifies the consequences of our shortcomings. And without mercy, you and I are are doomed to hell. That's that's basically it. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts. The way it was set up in the old covenant was blood had to be shed for you to be pardoned, but you weren't actually pardoned. It simply just delayed your consequence by a year. And that would happen every single year, essentially just prolonging the wrath of God. That's why when Jesus died on the cross, the wrath of God was satisfied, quote unquote, because we no longer have to shed blood of, you know, innocent sheep and goats to put off or to delay his wrath. Rather, Jesus, the Lamb of God, was perfectly sacrificed, and now his wrath was perfectly satisfied, and so we don't have to worry about that anymore. But that's the whole concept, is that mercy actually pardons you from the consequence, okay? But that's only the first part. Mercy is kind of retroactive. It's looking back at what you've done. Grace is looking forward. Grace is about how you can avoid this in the future. Grace is about you becoming more Christ-like every single day so that you deviate from your sinful nature and that you engage with your new man that God has afforded you, that Jesus has afforded you by dying on the cross, rising from the dead, and giving us a chance to experience salvation. Now, all of this lands us at the million-dollar question, is porn a salvation issue? Well, 1 Corinthians 6 says this. Okay, this is starting at verse 9, about halfway through verse 9. Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanders, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Okay, that's that's halfway through verse 9 and then verse 10. Verse 11, and that is what some of you were. Past tense. That's what some of you were. But you were washed you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Okay, what is the scripture saying? Well, it's not saying, okay, look, this is what some of you were. Some of you were sexually immoral, but now you have a new identity. And so long as you live in that new identity, you will inherit the kingdom of God. It's not what it says. It says that is what some of you were, but now you were washed, sanctified, and justified. So is porn a salvation issue? Yes, I think it is. I think that if you, if you continue to watch pornography, you engage in sexual misbehavior, and that you are not washed, sanctified, and justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I think you're playing with eternal fire. I can't say that for sure. I don't make the call. Obviously, God does. But I would say you're playing with fire, and, and it's, you're, you risk getting burned. I, I don't know for sure. But what does it mean to be washed, sanctified, and justified? That's the question. Can you be washed, sanctified, and justified and still struggle? Yes, I think so. I, I, think, I think we are all on our journeys. And what I'd like to suggest to you is just because you, are, you have committed sexual immorality does not mean that you are sexually immoral as a person. It's not your identity. It's one thing to say, I have... I have engaged in sexually immoral behavior. It's another thing to say, I am sexually immoral. And as the scripture would, would indicate here in verse 11, some of you were, that was your identity. 
But when, when you are in the Lord, when you've been washed, sanctified, and justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that's not your identity. Now, again, if, if we continue to simply sin consciously, we don't make an effort to improve or to address the areas that the Holy Spirit is convicting in our lives, we are running an com- incredible risk. We're running an incredible risk that, that I personally would not take. I would not take that chance because I don't know what the eternal consequences are. And scriptures like this would like to suggest to you that if you were to continue being sexually immoral, being idolatrous, being adulterous, and et cetera, et cetera, well, actually, you might run into some difficulties. You may not inherit the kingdom of God. So for us, the goal is, the goal is, is not to, um, it's not to simply abstain from sexual immorality. It's not to simply abandon idolatry and ad- adultery. The actual goal here is to be washed. It's to be sanctified and to be justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. And the way that we do this is by the mercy and the grace of God. Mercy, the pardoning of sins, understanding that there is compassion for us in our shortcomings, that God in our weakness is there, and it's in our weaknesses that we're made whole. But equally, there is grace to go and sin no more, to say, hey, you you fell short this time. Mercy has you covered. The love of God has you covered. His compassion towards you has you covered. The shed blood of Jesus has you covered. But there's grace. So, so step into that grace. Step into that new identity. Step into that divine enablement that is empowering you and strengthening you to become more Christ-like every single day and to walk in greater levels of holiness until that day that we are reunited with our Lord and Savior and we become one with Him. So that is the episode for today, guys. I know a bit of a dicey one. I hope I did okay covering both ends of kind of both angles of this. And I hope you get a little bit of clarity. Like I said, I cannot fully get into everything today. There's just too much to unpack, but hopefully this gives you enough to at least uh, take in. And all is to say, guys, look, just remember that the Lord is incredibly merciful. So I'm not, I, I do not want to paint the picture that that God is angry with you over your sins, that God is, uh, you know, counting up all the mistakes you made and he's just watching over your shoulder like big brother. But I don't also want you to get the idea that you can just continue to sin and there's no consequences there. We know for sure that that both of these trains of thoughts are incredibly dangerous and we would be wise to take it seriously, to be proactive in our recovery, and to always be conscious of the eternal aspect of our, of our current behavior because that is a reality and sometimes it's forgotten in the busyness of our day-to-day life. So that's everything for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Much love. Have an amazing day. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's Thea again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast, and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. 
I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.